Hello, brothers and sisters. It's Father's Daughter. Today is Wednesday, January the 15th, 2020, and it's it's time to wake up, you guys. As we look across our country, we can we can steadily see the signs that we need to truly get it together. We must choose our allegiance, who who we stand for. We have to choose a side, righteousness or unrighteousness, the broad road or the narrow road as spoken in Matthew 7, 13 and 14. The majority of or the minority. The people people tend to follow follow the crowd. The thing that's popular, what's trending right now, um what's the big event of the time? But Jesus says that the road that leads to destruction is the road that the broad road, the big road. The road everybody's taking. But it's that narrow road, the road that few find that leads to Christ. That leads the not so popular road that leads to salvation and life in Jesus. In my town right now where I live in my residence, I can see all around me that there's so many changes going on rapidly. And some people aren't even noticing it. It's just like they're walking like zombies. They're asleep. And it's time for us to come out of the slumber and wake up and really truly see what's going on around us. There are several places in the town that that have become cashless places. And I know that in a lot of, it's not just my town. It's not just where I live. It's all across America. People have been posting, businesses have been posting um, signs and messages on their doors saying that we are now cashless. We no longer accept cash. I went to Walmart the other day and it was like, um, if you want to do quick pay, you can do quick pay here, but there's no cash because they, they're they saying that, the, the, that we're running out of coins. That the, the mint had not been producing coins because of the coronavirus. And it's like, wow. Guys, this just reminds me of what's happening or what Revelations chapter 13 says. It says that they will cause us to be able to not to be able to buy or sell unless we receive this mark. How would they do that exactly? Well, look at it. They take if you don't have cash, all you have is a card, then that's control. Well, you may be thinking, well, it's my money, it's in my account. But if you swipe that card and it doesn't work, there's not. there doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. There doesn't matter how much money that card says that you have. They control your spending, whether you buy or sell, eat or don't eat, according to this world. Wake up, brothers and sisters. But God has a way out of that. He seals his people because we have to learn to trust in him now. God is greater than money. He he supplies every need according to his riches and glory. It, 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 it breaks my heart to know that some people really don't see that their eyes are still blinded 
Jesus said, they have ears, but they don't hear. They have eyes, but they don't see. It's right there in front of you. Don't be blinded by the deceptions of the enemy. In Exodus, the Israelites were led out of captivity from their oppressor. This isn't an easy walk, guys, but God will supply your needs just like he did in Egypt with the Israelites. He gave them food, water, shelter, provisions. He led them to the place that they were supposed to be in. Even though they complained, it's not going to be an easy road because the things that we're used to, the luxuries, the comforts, that's going to be on that narrow road. But that's the road that's going to lead us to everlasting life, to the forever that we so long for. Many of us, we sit and we like, we dread death. Or we see when people die and we're like, Oh, they died so young, they were taken too soon. Why is that? Because we were instilled from creation to long for a foreverness, and that foreverness comes through Christ Jesus. Guys, it's high time, high time that we change our focus, that we look at our actual reality and see what's going on in the world around us. This world is not getting better by any means. And our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, will be coming like a thief in the night. No man knows the hour but the Father who is in heaven when the Son of Man will return to carry us home. But let's not be like those ten, we had the ten virgins. Five of them were prepared. Five of them were not. It's like they had been living their lives according to God's word. They had been doing everything that they were supposed to do until the last minute. Then they became slack. Let's not slack up on our on our walk with Christ. It's not time to be playing when it comes to our salvation. It's not time to be sleeping when we should be studying our word. It's not time to be putting God secondary in our lives he needs to be first and foremost in our lives and if we have him as first all other things will come to pass and he will lead us just like he did back then in Egypt when he led the Israelites to the promised land guys we have to trust in him we can't lean to what we understand we have to trust in God because he sees all things. He knows all things. He's everywhere at the same time. While I'm right here in my town talking to you, he's right there. Someone is, he's talking to you. He's calling. Calling you. To come into his kingdom. There, there's many people and friends that I've, I've lost along the way. But it's a journey that I don't regret by any means. All we can do, the most important thing that we can do for those whom do not do the same things that we do, who maybe talk about us because we change the things that we listen to, that we've 
changed the things that we watch, that we've changed the things that we ingest in our bodies, that we've changed and they see the change and it's something that they aren't used to. But that's the change of God working in us. And they may not want to hang out with us anymore, but guess what? We have a God in heaven. We have a Jesus who died for us and we have a Holy Spirit that dwells in us that keeps us on the path of the narrow way. The path of righteousness. Matthew 24, 24 says that if it were possible, when all these deceptions come, they would even fool the children of God. But the reason that they don't fool the children of God is because God is with them. He's showing us signs right now, guys. We just have to open up our eyes, be receptive, not be blindsided, bamboozled, or hoodwinked, but see it for what it really is. There's so many deceptions right there in, our, in, front, of our, in front of our faces in plain sight, and we don't even see them. Ask God to remove the scales from your eyes so that you will be able to see the truth. That you will be able to try the spirit by the spirit. That means if it says one thing and does something different, then you know that it is not of God because God is truth. God cannot lie. God will not lie and God is for you. He's not against you. And right now he's letting us know, he's showing us signs that things are not going to be getting smooth sailing. Jesus said, they persecuted me. And because you believe in me, they shall persecute you. But the hope and the promise that I give you is that you will come to heaven. That when that glorious day arrives, when Jesus comes in in the sky with all the angels of heaven, there you shall be with him also. This old dirty body that we lived in in this old dirty world, we will be caught up in the air with Christ, with our new heavenly body. Where we will experience no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more pain. Pay attention to every to this ever-changing, rapidly changing world around us. Don't be deceived. Don't receive the mark as spoken of in Revelation 17. Revelations 13, 17. Don't be deceived, brothers and sisters, but be sealed by Christ. By following his word and living in his commandments, trusting and believing in him. Don't be deceived. God is sending us signs to show us, to bring us out of the sins that we're in. To bring us out of destruction and bring us into salvation. Follow his commandments. And I pray that you be blessed and you remember that Jesus loves you. God loves you. The Holy Spirit is calling you right now because of love. An immeasurable love that wants to spend eternity with you. Your soul matters. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. Today is Thursday, July 16th, 2020. 
And I pray you guys are in good health mentally, physically, and spiritually. Most of us are well aware of the ever-changing world that we are actually in right now. And that things that we were used to and that we are used to, it's changing right before our eyes. Places that we used to go, we can't go to them anymore because they've been closed down for whatever reasons due to um, this past pandemic. And it's just like, it's it's sad. But at the same time, it's it's an eye-opener. It's like we, we know and we believe that some of the things that we, we have and we consider freedoms, those things will be taken away. In a nation where freedom of speech, religion, and worship are written in our very foundation of what this, this nation is, quote-unquote, what it stands for. It's printed in the laws. It's printed in the declaration. It's, di- it's printed in the constitutions. And those such liberties that we are so used to are going to be a thing of the past. We won't be freely able to worship. And it's already, we see that now we can't even go to church. We have online church. And we miss that fellowship and congregation of people and togetherness. But God, God has a plan for us. He always has a plan. He never just leaves us out there in dangerous waters without having a rescue boat, so to speak. Brothers and sisters, there's no need for us to be afraid of the times that are about to come. Because our Heavenly Father has shown us through scriptures that the battle isn't even ours. It's His. And we are shown in um, 1 Samuel 17, we're reminded by a little shepherd boy named David. Where he goes up and he battles this giant named Goliath. And we have, we've had our own giants. We faced our own big obstacles, our own big problems. And we didn't get through them. We got through them because of God. It was God who pulled us out of those situations. It was God who rescued us. It was God who fought that battle for us. We may have been there, but it was God through us who fought our battles for us. We can't do it in our own strength, guys. We're not strong enough. But God equips us with what we need to get through each and every battle that we face. David in in verse 45 of 1 Samuel chapter 14, it tells us that he went boldly before Goliath. It's like everybody else was afraid. He was this little, little, he was a youngster, so to speak. And he wasn't a part of the army. He was a shepherd boy. He was tending sheep and stuff. He was his daddy's youngest kid, but his some of his older brothers were in the army of King Saul. David was like, who is, why are y'all afraid? Do y'all not understand who God is? And that same cry out is right now, just, just like David was saying back then, there's nothing to be afraid of because do you know who God is? The same God back then is the same God that operates right now. And his strength is still the same strength and magnitude that it was then when he battled Goliath. King Saul had tried to give David his armor because David was like, I'll fight him. But David was a scrawny, scrawny little shepherd boy. I mean, he was a kid. We considered him a kid. He was, he was a young, a teenager. And the, it, the suit was so big, it just basically fell off a little, little David. 
But David knew who God was and that God is a deliverer. In verse 46 and 47 of 1 Samuel chapter 17, it further shows us that David exemplified who God was and how we must trust in God and serve as his vessels to fight the battle for the Lord. Guys, this walk that we live, we we know it's not easy, but God is always there for us. Guys, the fight we fight is not because of who we are, but it's because of whose we are. It's because of who we belong to. We used to be held captive to this world, bound by sin. Sin was our master, but then God showed us another way. He came and he knocked, Jesus knocked on the doors of our heart and he said, Lo, I stand at the door and knock. We decided to let him in. It was a choice. We chose Christ. And because we chose Christ, he says the battle isn't ours. It's because of him. Jesus even said, because you are my followers, they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Ephesians 6, 11 helps us in this battle that we have to fight. Because it's God's battle, do you really think he's going to leave us high and dry? Unshield, unprotected? No, Ephesians 6, 11 through 18 is God's equipment for our life, for this battle that we face. He wouldn't prepare. He wouldn't just leave us out there unprotected. No, he prepares us for the battle and he tells us to put on the whole armor of Christ so that we will be able to withstand in these horrible times that are coming. We'll be able to withstand the evils that'll be coming to oppress us. He makes us aware that it's not our, it's not flesh that we're fighting against. It's spirits and principalities. Things that we can't see, guys. So that coworker, that family member, that spouse, that child that is being defiant or just being unruly or just being extra, it's not them that we're fighting. It's who they have allowed to accomplish their spirit. Scripture says we can't serve two masters. It also says that flesh doesn't understand the spirit and spirit doesn't understand the flesh. It also says light doesn't understand darkness and darkness doesn't understand light. In other words, these are two different things. It's one master versus the other master. And they always, they're, they're at a constant battle because God loves us and wants us to live forever in his kingdom. And Satan, he ain't never loved, he ain't love us from jump. All he did, he did was accuse us. He didn't want Jesus to die on the cross for us. He don't think that we deserve it. Why do you do so much for them? They don't even deserve it. Look at what they're doing. Look at how they're behaving. But Jesus said, I'm going to cut this out. And he went and he died on Calvary's cross for us. And that was alleviated. Satan couldn't go back and forth from earth to heaven accusing us anymore. Because the king of kings and the Lord of Lord died on Calvary's cross for my sins, your sins. And Satan knows this. God knows this. So he says, put on his whole armor. 
so we will be able to withstand those things through the eyes of God put it on the armor that the only way we'll truly be able to stand the devil is through him he says to protect our ways with truth what is truth truth is Jesus Christ. In John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes into the Father but by me. Why is that? Because like I've previously stated, he went to the cross for us. And when we believe in Jesus Christ, we are now adopted into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is the truth of God. He is the truth and he cannot lie. God is where we find our truth. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man. In other words, he ain't like us. He's not flesh. He ain't wishy-washy. He don't say one thing and then do something else. He don't be like, yeah, I got you. And the next moment you're like, where you at? Oh, uh, I had something else to do. No, God is not like mankind. He said, and what he says he means. If he said he gonna do it, he gonna do it. He said he's, Jesus said he's going to prepare a place for us. And y'all, he's coming back. He didn't just leave us to not know. He said, I will send, I will send a comforter to comfort you. And this will be a sign of the coming of man. No man knows the day or the hour. He's going to come like a thief in the night. But he still gives us signs. Look for this, he says. Look at the scripture time and time again. What God says he'll do, he does it. Including sin. It's consequence. We know in Romans it says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Eternal life isn't something that we deserve. It's a gift. It's a gift that Satan doesn't want us to have because we don't deserve this gift, but Christ died for us and he gave us a gift of eternal life all we have to do is come to him and do what he asks us to do serve him choose him over this world because this world guys is gonna burn up all the things that we think are important they're not important money wealth fame fortune it won't be here Gotta make a choice. God tells us to put on our breastplate of righteousness. What where if you look at it, where is your breast? It covers your heart. God wants your heart, guys. And you gotta protect that with righteousness, doing the right thing, watching the right things, going to right places, being kind to others. Do what's right and holy and acceptable to God. Follow his lead, not the world's. Verse 15 says, shod your feet with the gospel of peace. Shod is like a past tense or a plural point. For shoes. Put, put your shoes on. Cover your feet. Jesus tells us that we have to be peaceful people. The world may say, man, you got to... They did this to you. They did that. Oh, you got it. What you going to do about it? But what does Jesus say? Jesus say, it's not an eye for an eye. But if somebody does something to you, 
Don't worry about it. Let God fight your battle. Because he said vengeance is mine. He didn't say vengeance is yours. Do what you need to do. He said vengeance is mine, said the Lord. God doesn't operate in hatred. He operates in love because he loved us so much that he sent his only son. Check this. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus knew he was coming. What they were coming for, they was coming to so that he can be eventually, ultimately, put on Calvary's cross. He had already prayed to the Father and said, if, if this is something that can be taken away and there's another way that mankind can be saved, then I'll take that choice. But if not, then I'm going to do what you asked me to do. Even when Peter got upset, he's like, you, you're not going to touch my God. He still said, Peter, we don't live by the sword. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. So he was telling us then how to shod our feet with the gospel of peace. Verse 16 of Ephesians tells us that our shield is our faith. Shields protects you or blocks attacks. In our case, it's fiery darts from the wicked one. Satan wants us dead. He don't want us, want us alive. He know his, his ultimate goal and his ultimate resting place is to be gone for eternity. He'll be no more. And he wants us right there with him. Verse 17 of Ephesians says, take the helmet of salvation. If you put a helmet on, it covers your head. Protect your mind. Don't be brainwashed. Don't be misled by deceptive teachers and false prophets out there, guys. Telling you that what sin is, is okay in the eyes of God. God clearly says the wages of sin is death, so how is it okay? We have to come through to him through repentance. And it's, it's through repentance that we will be able to have this salvation that God speaks of. Protect your mind. Worshiping God, it protects your head. Check this out. If we notice in Revelations, it says that the mark of the beast will come on your forehead and in your hand. My grandmother used to say, an idle hand is a devil's workshop. So if you, if you ain't doing nothing positive and, and, and constructive for Christ, then you, you, you could be doing anything. So he's letting us know that we got to protect our heads and we got to protect that helmet with salvation. And salvation is the preservation of deliverance from harm. He's preserving us. Why would he preserve us? Because he don't want us to be harmed by what this world is going to attack us with. Evil don't like good. It's like oil and water. They just don't mix. He's keeping us from harm. He's giving us a sword as a tool to fight in the battle. The sword is the word of God. God's word. We got to stand this thing if we want to be able to withstand what the evil one is going to have against us. It's God's word that will sustain us. It's his word. Guys, God is an amazing God. And he is readily preparing us for the times to come. 
He's giving us our armor. What we need to stand. He knows we can't do this on our own. We're not strong enough. And in our own strength, we will crumble. But through God, everything is possible. All things are possible. Nothing is too hard for God. I used to say to myself, like, man, I ain't going to take no mark. When the mark comes, shoot, I ain't taking no mark. You got to be crazy. Why would I take a mark? I just won't eat. I just won't buy nothing. God will make a way. When you think about it, I can't even do, I can't even honestly say that. Because if I'm not equipped with God's word, then I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know how to be. I don't know how to function in God's character. So we ain't going to look alike. It's going to be like all in one. It's just not going to be mixed. I'm going to be walking in darkness or in vanity thinking I'm doing the right thing. Oh, well, I can do this. I can't do nothing. But it's only through Christ who lives in me that I am able to do anything. Under armor has nothing on God's armor. God's armor is from head to toe protection. It is handcrafted, sculpted, manufactured, distributed, and designed with no mistakes, no defects by God. Brothers and sisters, we have to stay in God's word. Are we going to be lost? We have to become more familiar with who God is, his character. We have to look more and be more act more walk more like Jesus Christ guys put on your gear your whole armor and get geared up I pray that you be blessed and you truly seek God for yourself because it's only through him that we'll be able to withstand we can't stand on our own we have to be there for each other protect one another support one another Pray for one another. And God has given us everything that we need in his word. God be blessed.